Hi, everybody. Welcome to Successful Style. I'm Lightsaber Morgan. And I'm Rob Giardinelli. And we are have, well, we have Matt Swinney here, first and foremost. That's right. And secondly, we are here today at the Bob Bullock Texas History Museum. Man, I love this place. Isn't it great? It is so El Grande. I know. It's awesome. And so is Matt Swinney. He's El Grande <laughs> with his personality and all the things you've accomplished. Welcome, man. We're glad to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. You just, you just, uh, you're a boy who can't say no. Uh, to podcasts and business opportunities, because you were involved with so many things. I can't say no to you guys. <laughs> There's true. plenty of people I say no to. Careful there. That's true. That's true. That's true. But you're known for so many things, and most recently, it's all of your Fashion Week empire. That's right. How cool yeah. is that? How did you get started with all that? Uh, you know, it's sort of magic. It's weird. I, I woke up one day, and I owned Austin Fashion Week. I mean, it, it really kind of worked like that. I, y- you guys know I, I owned a magazine in town, Rare Magazine, from like 04 to late 08. And you guys in the magazine business, 08 was uh, no fun to be publishing a magazine anymore. Yes. And I had started Austin Restaurant Week under the magazine and really like honestly just as a as a secondary revenue stream and uh i loved it you know it did really well financially um i love the idea of kind of this giant promotion where you could really bring the whole city together yeah. in a unique way um and austin was a little bit late to the game with the restaurant week thing you know everyone or has just a with restaurant restaurants week. yeah or, compared well, to well, now that, that yeah. too yeah, yeah, yeah. N- now now we've almost got too many <laughs> Yeah, almost. <laughs> almost. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're past that. I think that line was way behind yeah. us like three years ago. Um, but, I, but I love that. And, you know, when the magazine kind of um, when it became really, really tough, uh, my partner bought it from me at the time and uh, I needed a job. Yeah. And I joke all the time that I started my first company when I was 24. And so I'm the least employable guy in Austin. I literally don't know how to have a boss. I just, well, you did I, have a boss early on with the man. You worked for the man in consulting. Right? Yeah, very early. But yeah. I mean, that was like two years with uh, Anderson Consulting and right. Accenture. And um, yeah, I mean, I literally had like a, a two year real career yeah. and then started my own thing. But great and, training. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I wouldn't trade that time. I mean, it was great. But, you know, when I when when we um, when we kind of shut the magazine down, um, a buddy of mine, Stephen Tatton, came to me and he said I he, he was he was in the music business. So he had a record label and he was managing some bands in Austin. And he came to me and he said, look, I like you. And um, I think you're on to something with this events business. Would you want to start something around that? And I'll be your money guy behind it. So, you know, it wasn't a ton of money, but it was enough to get us started. Right. And we, we started a company called Launch 787, which yep. every now and again, you'll still see that yeah, brand right. around. We don't, we don't officially use it, but, right. but it's still out there. I still have an email address yeah. um, for posterity, if nothing else. And it was really meant to be a let's host a billion events, throw a bunch of stuff on the wall, see what sticks, and then we'll hang on to the stuff that actually makes a little bit of money. Right. And um, it started, funny enough, as uh, music showcases. So... Um, you know, South by is not really for locals. Right. Right. So, but the showcases are really cool. It's kind of this idea of, um, all these bands under one record label, but they don't really go together. Right. Like they would never be on the same bill. It's only during South by that that happens. And so he and I tried to start this kind of idea of, well, what if you could put like Austin's only female rapper next to some like country band, yeah. literally in the same thing. Yeah, so right. if you're a music lover, For the same audience, which right. is very yeah. unique, exactly. Because yeah. if you're a music lover and you like discovery, then you should like everything, right. and you, and it may yeah. not all be your cup of tea, but you you certainly don't mind listening to four or five songs, right? Um, and that's really funny enough 
how that company started. And then we started looking at all these other, all right, well, you know, I had restaurant week. All right. So what else exists mm-hmm. like that? Oh, well, fashion week, you know, I mean, yeah. that's the, that's the next obvious yeah, one. And I knew all the retailers in town from the magazine business and I knew all the designers in town. And I really looked at that one and thought, you know, this one has a lot of potential because there is a design community here. This is 2009. Yeah. Um, there is a design community here. And I, I kind of half jokingly say, but no one had ever hugged them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Literally right. like created a pin and stuck them all in the same pin and right. said, you know, every if everybody worked together a little bit more, mm-hmm. then you could actually build a real design community. Because right. you were kind of in this like crafty world, mm-hmm. which is which should be one one piece there's nothing wrong with that but that should be one piece and then there should be a fashion industry yeah and those are not the same thing um but for whatever reason in austin they were kind of being lumped in the same category okay and so we were trying to go down the like what does the industry look like you know and there had definitely been people before me gail chauvin yeah uh stephen Moser, you know Lots some people pioneers. like that yeah yeah, yeah yes. that were pioneers that were way before me and i give them all that credit they just kind of came in and they were all sort of doing their own thing and that's what i wanted to do was how do we make it not just our own thing like how can we make it you know more specific to the city and how does it feel like the city and everything else so that that's how it all started so i i don't i don't come y'all know this but i don't come from a fashion background i i actually was had almost zero interest in fashion i love the event side and fashion was sort of a means to an end on that right on the business side and now you know a decade later um i i enjoy fashion but mostly what I love are the people in it, you know, the industry around it and the personality. Yeah. Yeah, It's such a unique kind of quirky, odd, amazing group of entrepreneurs. And that that's at the end of the day, what I really love. Mm -hmm. Well, in speaking, so in speaking of fashion, how over the last decade in, in you doing, in doing the fashion weeks, how have you discovered your own fashion, your own style? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I was, again, not interested in fashion, so I was not fashionable. And it's funny, I grew up in Austin, and so I run into people all the time, you know, from high school or even older than that. Um, and they all look at me and they're like, I can, of all the people, you are not the one I would have pegged as fashion a fashion guy. Fashion guy, Matt, was never a nickname in high right, school. Right, yeah. The old Austin High that, then. That's right. And, and you know, Kara, my wife, who, you know, I've known literally since I was 12 years old, I, I think she's probably the most shocked, you know, because we go back and, like, you know, you look at pictures of me back in, you know, from high school, college, and even, like, early in my profession. Like, that guy is not going to be the fashion <laughs> He's guy. not the guy. He's, no, not the he's guy. Not. not. the guy most likely. But no. you But you did become that guy. Yeah, you know, I again, like, when you're around designers all the time, I mean, you, you take inspiration from them. And yeah. you and – you, Look, fashion to me is is a hundred percent about confidence, mm-hmm. and you know anyone can wear anything at any time as long as they feel comfortable in their own skin. Right. And you know it's funny. I think fashion. We talk about this with models a lot. Like you know, I think that in an in an industry like ours, I think a lot of the general public kind of looks at say models and they think of this sort of vapid like you know walking hanger kind of idea like she's pretty and dumb Mm -hmm. and it just that stereotype like it 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 bothers me Mm -hmm. and and i think it because what i see is i see usually these you know they're kind of like the theater women right like i mean they're kind of the quirky kids like they were tall and gangly in a lot of cases and, and right right and so 
we think of them as these like goddesses on a runway, but like in real life, that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And what I see is I see these women, they hit the second they hit that runway, they become this like star, that persona. right? Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the clothing itself, right? So if you are, I think what fashion teaches people or what it has taught me a lot is, look, this is all about you being comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. And the day that you get there, you literally can wear anything. Right. Like you could wear your underwear in a crowd yeah. if you wanted to. Right. And if that Which makes you're you known comfortable. To have done yes, I've done yeah. that many, many right. times. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've gone streaking through the quad sure. once or twice. Um, <laughs> um but I I just I think it's all about that confidence. So when you think about like sense of style or where mm-hmm. did I get that from? I don't know, just somewhere along the way I just found this, I don't know, ability to really be comfortable with myself and realize that I am who I am. Some of this is I'm yeah. 43 now. Like some of it's kind of like turning 40. Right. Like in just a big giant middle finger to the world. Like who <laughs> cares, you know I mean? Like, yeah. like at some point, yeah. you know, you realize who your real friends are and right. that there are people who don't like you, like whatever, well I don't sure. really like you that much either. So yeah. it's fine. Right. Um, and so some of it's really that, right? I mean, it's just this kind of like, you know, I'm going to own who I am and this is what I'm going to wear. And if you don't like it and you want to point a finger at me, like whatever. You know, earlier you had mentioned relationships. It takes a lot of relationships to put on a fashion week. Yep. Can you go into that for our listeners who may not understand the yeah. high level of work that and just yeah. really blood, sweat, and tears that goes into that? I say that like 95% of my day is just building relationships yeah. on a daily basis. People ask me all the time, like, is this a full-time job? Like, can you really do this? And, you know, my, my kind of pat answer is, is like, yeah, we're in three cities. So, mm-hmm. yes, like, the day we end Austin Fashion Week, like, we're, one, already starting Fashion Week for next year. Right. But not to mention, like, we're already halfway into Dallas and Houston yep. at that point. So, yes, from that perspective, that's true. But it, it really is, like, relationship is, like, the perfect word because – you know, you forget it's the number of people it takes to actually make this thing happen is not just so, I mean, it's every single vendor that we work with, obviously, you know, so the Kaplan Millers of the world, the, you know, my, my team, you know, it's every single model. Like you always want to be discovering who the next person is. Like you always want to give people that opportunity. It's every single designer. Which you have a good eye for, right? Well, yeah. Whether you seek it or people come to you. Yeah. What's up on the runway? Yeah. It's something dynamic that most people aren't seeing anywhere else, which kudos to you for offering that to us as an audience. Well, and and offering it to the designers and the industry itself, right? So I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But but at the end of the day, like it's really about them. Like I, I look at them and I, you know, Kylie and I often look at sort of applications that Kylie, who is your first lieutenant. That's right. (laughs) And Um, the inimitable Kylie. That's right. That's right. Um, I think of uh, so so the best example is Mysterious by NPN. So designer from Houston. Nicholas Nicholas. is amazing. We love Nick. Okay, but I don't know if y'all know the story. So he applied in like 2015 or something like that, like three years ago maybe, uh, for Austin Fashion Week. And he literally sent us sketches. And it was like five sketches in an application. He hadn't actually built anything at all. Oh. And we looked at it, or I looked at it. Kylie wasn't even with me yet. And I thought, I mean, if he can actually execute what's in these images, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember having a conversation with him. He told me he was like, Yeah, I go back I'm gonna go back to Vietnam and he lives in Houston. Right. I'm gonna go back to Vietnam. My family is there. I'm gonna have my family help me build everything. I'm gonna source all the fabrics there and da 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 da. And I'm like, 
all right, let's give yeah. it a run and let's see how it goes. Let's stay yeah. in touch then. Drop a line. I right. mean, what do you say but, to that? I mean, we literally said, let's do it. Yeah. Like, let's put it on a runway because he yeah. wasn't going to build it until we said until yes. Until you said, okay, I see. And so it was one wow. of those things where. What a big chance for both wow. of you to Right, yeah. and, and that's right? the thing. And that's sort of my point. At yeah. the end of the day, what I feel like we offer is I'm going to give you the platform. Mm-hmm. What you do with that platform is 100% up to you. Right. And there are a lot of fashion weeks out there or big fashion events out there that won't do that. They mm-hmm. will say you have to reach a certain level in order for us to take a chance on you. Right. And while we are highly curating things, like I, we can tell if it's going to be junk mm-hmm. and we're not going to put it on the runway. Yeah. But but most of the time it's not. Sometimes we can't tell. And if it's in that gray area and you're a super young designer and you've never shown before, I'll take the gray area because yeah. at the end of the day, what's the worst thing that happens? It's not me who gets ripped. <laughs> it's the designer. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so to me, I want to give them that chance. And, you know, we even talk about, like Karen, I even talk about with our kids, like, I kind of want our kids to fail a little bit more. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. that, that's a problem today, sure. right? Like, right. I mean, the big we, New York we were, Times article. Yeah. On that. Right. We were all yeah. allowed to fail. Right. And even though we probably didn't very often, right. you know, you still know what that feels like mm-hmm. and you know how to kind of work your way around that. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the designer. I think right. it's very important that they are. You know, that somebody comes to them because especially in a city like Austin, y'all know it's so supportive and so friendly and so nice. There's a real large ass. Yeah. That the that the fail Mm -hmm. is not backbreaking. Mm -hmm. You know, it may hurt a little bit, it's gonna sting, but Mm -hmm. really it's gonna mostly be like a personal sting and then you can learn from that. Right. It's not like going into New York where somebody's gonna look at you and go, Oh my god, this is terrible and there's gonna be a New York Times article about it and then you're done. Like that's the end of your career. You know, it's 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 fairly low risk on their side. It's fairly low risk on our side. Mm And you just never know who you're going to find, right. right? Like, next thing you know, you got Nicholas out right. there who right. is just amazingly well, he's talented. he's a great example yeah. of someone who is a different sort of designer right. than others that you've had before in that, I mean, it's showbiz. Right. Very I mean, much so. It is. They're big, theatrical. They're, yep. they're, all, they're not costumey, but they are. It's high fashion. I mean, it really is. It's couture, right? And and I do think he borders on costume, and I think he likes that. Yeah, I think that's something right. that he with the props, that he looks the umbrellas, for. and the hats. Yeah, and totally, all that. Yeah. totally. And and that's the thing. I mean, I I also come at this a little bit differently. You know, mm-hmm. the the fashion weeks of the past mm-hmm. have been. You know, when you think of New York, you think of um, these kind of exclusive brands and people and this is an industry who has largely ignored right. the general consumer right. for decades yeah. centuries True. even yeah. and so therefore the general consumer ends up with gap brands or whatever yeah. and not that there's anything wrong with that mm-hmm. i don't have any issue with that mm-hmm. it's just that if you're given that as your only option because these big brands that are supposedly luxury have ignored you, why would I ever want to support them? You know, right. so yeah. so I kind of view it as this like localization of fashion. You know, if I can get to know the designer, like how special right. is that? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 we know. I mean, millennials are literally telling us with their pocketbooks that they are willing to buy fewer things mm-hmm. that are much more special to them. Mm-hmm. And from a fashion week perspective, if you can remove that exclusivity and you can just say hey if you can afford to buy a ticket which goes all the way down like 35 bucks then you have access you know you don't have to be a buyer you don't have to know anybody you don't whatever yeah um you know and again it goes to that whole relationship thing you know for for me that's what all of this is about it's about building 
people who you like, who you know, who you trust, who, you know, have your brand at heart and and, and they know that I have theirs at heart right. as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I've always wanted to ask you with people like Nicholas and other talent that you found, is there a common trait that a lot of those folks have? Yeah, I think again it comes back to that whole comfortable in your own skin. Okay. Right? And Nicholas is a prime example of that, right? I mean, Absolutely. he is in one of the most conservative cities in America, in Houston. Um, he is an immigrant. He's Vietnamese. Um, he wears heels and you know, yeah. and, and is in drag. Yeah. I don't know. A lot. Often, fifty yeah. percent of the time persona. that I see him, yeah. right? And he's also like this amazingly beautiful, wonderful young man, yeah. you know, and yeah, very talented, right? And so it, it goes to that: this is who I am, love me or hate me, and I really don't care. Right. And it, and he's I don't I don't even know how old he is twenty five or something probably he's a Ish. baby, yeah, if right. that, yeah, right. And and I mean, man, how would were you like that when you were twenty five? Actually, I was. Actually, I was that talented. <laughs> No, I don't mean that talented. <laughs> I mean that. Oh, I mean I'm that. Kidding. I mean that confident and that comfortable. Kind of, and knowing right? where you're going. That's yeah. really yeah. tough. It's, it's more rare these days than it used to be. Let's just say that. Totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. And you know, and so I think I think that is a common thread, though. You know, of a because y'all know. I mean, the second a designer creates something, you know, that is their heart and soul. Sure. And it would hit when it hits that <clears throat> runway. I mean, they're back there about to pee their pants. That's right. Like yeah. they are That's right. they with are, excitement and, and nervousness and yeah, yeah. And everything, everything. Right. And so to me, like you have to have that level of comfort of right. this is who I am and I'm willing to bear my soul out there. And my soul is in the form of that gown or right. whatever it right. is, yeah. knowing that, you know, it's not going to be for everybody. And, and, and we try to have that conversation with designers too, is mm -hmm. the, is the, look, you, you know, you're, you know, you're out there, right? Like, I just want right. to be perfectly clear. <laughs> and so what you do is not going to be for everybody, but I'm yeah. assuming if you're going down this road, you already know that. Right. Um, you gotta have a thick skin. That's the thing. Boy, yeah. oh boy. Well, and fashion really has become art. So it's a much more subjective, I mean, it really is. Fashion is a truly subjective medium. Right. That's the yeah. thing. I mean what I love versus what you love versus what somebody else loves. I don't know. Like mm -hmm. people all the time are like, what's your favorite designer? I'm like, I don't know whoever's in front of me right now right you know what i mean like yeah, there's, a, it's there's different a lot on tuesday of that. afternoon than it is saturday night probably right you. and there are people who especially like as we've been in the industry and there are designers who like say you know usually usually women's wear designers right that you know maybe kara my wife would never wear because it's just mm -hmm. not her style yeah. but we both love that person so much that like in some ways they're kind of my favorite even mm -hmm. though aesthetically right. it may not fit you know, mine or cares or whatever mm -hmm. are our, our particular closet or whatever, but that's not a knock on them. Right. It's just a pure personal style thing. Right. right? Like, I mean, you, you guys, I mean, you guys are perfect example too. You've seen designers on our runway that are probably men's like streetwear that you probably look at and go, Oh my God, I love that. You would never wear it. Right. Yeah, we but it doesn't mean, it. yeah, but it doesn't mean you yeah. don't love it. Right. Exactly. Like there's, there is a way. And, yeah. and, and we try to have that conversation with designers too, of like, look, doing this from an entertainment perspective and um, respect perspective and all of those things, like that's one thing. Who's going to buy it is another thing. True. And so, you know, you have to find that balance as a designer mm -hmm. of, you know, where's where does art stop and commerce right. begins? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is one of the things that I love about the fashion industry, right? So when we think of it as art, because it is. It is. Then, but it is the one 
where you really can theoretically create a billion dollar company in the arts, which is almost impossible, That's true. right? There's mm-hmm. almost no, I don't think it's there's the really, for that. Yeah. I mean, maybe in music, like there that yeah. can happen, but I mean, that's super rare. It's less rare in fashion. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I love that. Like that goes to my entrepreneurial spirit because it is, it so toes that line between is it art or is it commerce? Absolutely. And it's got to do that in order to be interesting. Well, and you've seen that in several markets, right? Yeah. So you've, done events you start in austin yep and then you've done events in la and you branch out to dallas and houston yep. sort of the platinum triangle if you will right so how how do those markets compare with each other would you say <laughs> from both a just like a style point fashion a loaded question yeah well i want you to be honest please <laughs> honesty <laughs> welcome yeah um I, you know, I'm actually pretty public and honest about this anyway. So the 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 bugabear, and I've said this to people who live there, is Dallas. Mm. It is a very odd and unique market. Um, and I've had more people say, like publicists in that city, who go, "When you figure out Dallas, you let me know." And in their own city, uh, in their own yeah. city. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So what's funny is, is so Austin. When we first started, Austin was the creative one with no money. Now Austin's the creative one with a boatload of money. Right. It's just quieter about its money. Right. You mean the like, attendees and those who are fashion right. devotees. Yes. Right. And Got they it. just are because before what it was was you just didn't have this huge group of people who was going to invest in these designers because, you know, most of the stuff is handmade or, you right. know, couture or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you, you really have to have the right person who's gonna buy a lot of this. And patroness. Correct. Right. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think of some of that as like arts patron. Mm-hmm. And and there are a lot of people now who, you know, back in 2009, that's how it was today. You know, there's just a lot more money in the city in general. Right. right? I mean, we know that. I mean, just look at the buildings. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Money and style. And they and they bring style with them. Right. Exactly. And I mean, y'all remember, you know, it was like 2007 or 2008 when the GQ writer was here and called yes. Austin the least fashionable city in America. Now, to clarify that writer's point, he was here in August mm-hmm. when it's just survival of the fittest. Right. People are barely right. exactly. degrees. Right. Less than right. Clothing, yeah. So yeah. there's people wandering around in flip flops and t shirts. And by the way, most of those probably weren't even Austinites. Right. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> right. So, but, but that said, I mean, he wasn't wrong. It was not a fashionable city back then. It's so funny today, though. Like, you could count the number of black tie events in Austin in 2009 not only on one hand you might have been able to count it on like one finger like yeah. i mean it was it was super limited right and today i mean i'm not sure you can count it on two hands um, and that's still not huge in comparison to other markets yeah. but like austin has matured and it's grown up and it put its big boy pants on and yeah. maybe even um you know, a big boy pair of tux pants, right. you know, periodically. Yeah. And it's and it's weird and it's different for those of us who've been here for a really long yeah. time. And I, I know, I know, you know, Lance, you grew up here too. And I, I know that you and I have the same perspective of this kind of embracing of the new. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you may as well get on the train because it left the station a long, long, long time well, ago. Well, I've always looked for new and innovative. And, you know, whenever I meet new people here into the state as a whole, it's, you know what? Bring your creativity, right? Bring your largesse because it's like nothing you've ever experienced right. before, right? And that uniqueness is what they're attracted to, which is great too. Exactly. And so to compare that to the other two cities, so you know Austin is home, and so I, I love it the most, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know I don't I don't hide from that. Yeah. You know, Houston is funny. I I originally said it's Austin with money, 
and and it kind of is you very know, opening Houston, and welcome yeah absolutely yeah, i mean you know, open and welcoming yeah what, what's funny is is houston um has so much old money um that it has sort of this level of society that is yes. that is very beyond that of austin right like i mean the number of like going back to like the gala world right i mean there's mm-hmm. just a handful of events in austin that will raise a million plus in one night and in Houston, that's, that's like, a luncheon. That's yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, that's, lunch on Tuesday, right? Right, Which exactly. And yeah. there are ones that will raise. I don't know. You know the numbers better than I do. There's probably ones out there that raise like 15 million in one night, maybe even beyond that. I don't know. Um, but the diff. What what I find a, in that market that really surprised me was I was a little intimidated by that going in. Hmm. But what I found was this. I feel like so much of that city is misplaced Austinites. It's just that their industry or whatever has them in, in Houston. Energy or whatever. Yeah. Oil yeah. and gas. Right. And, and it's where they need to live in order to do what they do or they're just, they've lived there their whole lives or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you forget, I mean, Houston is this like underrated, like one of the world's great museum cities, like without totally. question. Yeah. Oh, beyond. And, um, beyond. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, in in obviously arts patrons and people who really really enjoy that part of this world, and funny enough, like it doesn't have the number of sort of gala luncheons with fashion shows attached. Mm-hmm. You know, funny enough, like it doesn't have a ton of that sort of fashion industry behind it. Right. Um, when they even do, it's though, on a national international level, which is kind of a different ball game. Right. Exactly. But the but the but the women there especially are. I mean, just impeccably dressed, exquisitely dressed, so yes, stylish, right. yeah. and 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 the kindest, sweetest. There is just something about like when you think of like if you're if you're not in Texas and listening to this, and you think of that sort of like Texan genteel mm-hmm. kind of Southern yeah. woman, yeah. Houston is what I think of, and in the most perfect way, right. Um, and then when you take that to Dallas, what's funny about Dallas is, you know, the $30,000 millionaire is a real thing. And I gave it a lot of credit that maybe that wasn't a real thing. Oh, it is. And um, it's that everywhere. Like, we, we definitely have that in Austin, too. But there, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just that there's a billion fashion shows, because there are. It's like every luncheon has a fashion show yes, attached to it. And they're extravagant, too. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and so for us, it's it's always been a struggle there. It's just mm-hmm. harder. You know, you have this kind of more creative, younger group of people who definitely loves what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, the level of support goes in and out. Yeah. And um, it's a very, um, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but it's a very, what have you done for me lately kind of city. Mm-hmm. And um, and that can be really frustrating as an entrepreneur, um, especially from as an entrepreneur coming from Austin, yeah. where loyalty is everything. Yeah. Um, y'all know that. I mean, like yeah. the going back to the whole, that word relationship, like mm-hmm. here, relationships are everything. Mm-hmm. And you can, and everyone who you build that friendship and relationship with will always have your back. Mm -hmm. And there is never a question about that here. And there, I don't know. So it's a little bit more transient is what you're saying, that loyalty. I think so. Okay. I think it is. Like, that's the thing I see that's the most different. That said, there's some really talented designers who live in Dallas. So many. Oh, my gosh, yes. But the problem is they're losing them. Like, and that's what's interesting. Like in Austin, what we've seen over the years is that, you know, I call it the Kendra Scott effect, right? So the day that Kendra decided to keep her company here 
and bring in employees, mm-hmm. the world-class employees yeah. from other cities and whatever she had to do to build that company, she really gave this kind of sense of um, ownership of Austin as a potential fashion industry yeah. space, right. right? Right. And so she gave all this confidence to all these young designers to say, well, I want to live in Austin. I love Austin. Right. I, can I make a living here, yeah. right? And she like is helping to answer that question. And so we, we're, we're right. not seeing those designers leaving anymore. Right. For a long time there, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, into actually even into like the mid, you know, the kind of 2005-ish, mm-hmm. we were seeing them all leave. Um, when they started to gain any kind of name, and they don't anymore, they all stay here. And in Dallas, you are seeing some of that exodus. You know, some yeah. people who are not, you know, they just don't feel like that the city supports them in a way that they they really need to be supportive. And funny enough, some of them are moving to Austin of all places. So, or even Houston. You know, Houston doesn't have as many designers like from a volume perspective. Right. It has a lot of talent there. Yeah. Um, it particularly has a lot of talent sort of in the like urban streetwear categories. Absolutely. Um, but that, that city though is so, um, it's so embracing of everybody, mm-hmm. much like Austin is, that, mm-hmm. that again, they're keeping the talented ones there. Yeah. Well, and you know, what's great yeah. is that Dallas and Houston being such large, robust, dynamic cities with their own sort of ecosystem, if you will. And I think Dallas, you chalk a lot of that up to the Neiman Marcus brand that was created yeah. there, which put yes. Texas fashion on yeah. the map yep. on an international yep. level. And so maybe that was sort of and continues to be the go-to yeah. brand. And yeah. of course, yeah. it's in all of our markets. That yeah. brand is in all of our markets. But perhaps the culture, that sort of culture permeated that from a design standpoint. I don't I mean, know. Yeah, maybe so. And, you know, but it's funny. Like, I mean, I know a ton of people at Neiman's in in Dallas mm-hmm. and they are so warm and welcoming oh, yeah, and friendly folks. and they and that's what's funny right is right. that like the the kind of quintessential company that helped build that city from a fashion perspective you know doesn't necessarily take on the attitude of the consumer around it interestingly right. enough yeah. like I, I i have i've developed many friendships in that in that mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. and it's funny they are they are also very loyal as opposed mm-hmm. to kind yeah. of the city around right. them. it's just it's yeah. kind of a funny it's really really hard to put your finger on right yeah now well, now yeah. taking it back to austin what can we look forward to to this year's fashion by yeah, austin it's coming up it's yeah. right around the corner yeah february yeah we keep moving this thing up well we're um, in february so yeah it's so right around it, the it is that's right yeah. that's yeah. right oh yeah 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 yeah, so February uh, 15 through 24 is officially what we're saying. Okay. Um, really three big nights. Uh, we are moving into the Austin American Statesman building, which I'm super excited about. So for those who don't know, that that is what is one of the uh, most highly talked about <laughs> pieces of land, land here in Austin. Yeah. yeah, it's right on Lady Bird Lake, um, you know, just across the bridge from downtown. And they offsited their printing and distribution, uh, I don't know, a few years ago yep. now. And so now they have this big, giant, uh, like 30,000 plus square foot Is that um, a big warehouse. enough for you? Yeah, it's big. It, <laughs> will that fit the, the throngs and crowds that you know, pack you, in? It's funny. You've got to joke about that. I'm like, not it's, joking. It's right on the edge, yeah. to be yeah. honest, yeah. Of, of being big well, enough. When, when you have things that are staged and the backstage yeah. right. and galleries and all the layers all of, of what to you that, do. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but it's a super cool space, kind of a dingy old warehouse house which is perfect for fashion perfect yep so it'll be all let the clothes speak for themselves that's right colorful and robust and dynamic the clothes of a star that's right and the designers are the stars yes and to me having been a part of your journey since day one with austin fashion week and having been to all of them you know not only has it evolved to the level that it has so kudos to you 
And also the front row world, to your yeah. earlier point, has changed. Very much. It's very different now. Very much. And I think it's great. Yeah. There's And there's also room for everyone. Right. Right. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, you and I, we develop that whole, how do we develop that front row together? I yeah. mean, I give yeah. you guys a lot of credit for that. So thank you. But the, you know, it's funny, the, the front row... It's funny because we... <laughs> it already sounds very layered. Yes. No, you just, you always want to, I've always tried to find this balance of how does a student come in and then, but then how do you make the experience amazing for a luxury consumer, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you let those two play together? And um, one of the things that I think we have done really, really well, um, and I tell sponsors this all the time, you know, sponsors have this way of, you know, tell me your demographics. And I have to right. like, well, that's a hard question to answer because it's really two, right? Like we are, we have this luxury consumer, you know, front row, mostly women, um, high-end media, you know, that type of group. And then you have this sort of high uh, social influencer type, uh, think hairstylist from the east side, right? Mm -hmm. Like super unique, um, you know, probably 20 something may not have a whole lot of money, but, you know, definitely spends that money in, in unique ways and wants to support right. things like fashion week and the designers around it. Yeah. And when you put those two groups in the same room together, it really is kind of magical, right? Because yep. you have kind of the, the doers and you have the patrons mm -hmm. and, um, and Austin is one of the few cities that I think really can embrace both of those at the same time. Yeah. Um, cause totally you don't, cause you don't see it in the events world, right? Like, I mean, when you, we, we, all three of us go to mm -hmm. more galas than we want to admit to, you know, and it's kind of always the same people over and over and over again. And that's great. And I love that about them. But what I love about our events is that I'm literally at all of them, you know, yeah. from start to finish. Right. And there will be 30 new people that I meet every single time, every single night. And I get it that like I'm in a spotlight and everything else. And so people come up, but, right. but at the same time, it, you know, they, they span this random gamut and yeah. it, and I, I think love that's part of your, your, the magic that you offer. Yes. Well, the thank unique, you. I, the I, unique I, proposition of you never know who you're going to see or what you're going to see. Right. So that's cool. It keeps us all guessing. Right. Yes. And, and in a city where in the kind of society world where there's never a whole lot of guessing, I mean, like we, I, guess, I keep guessing all the time. I mean, <laughs> in the society world, you know, what's funny is with uh, my nose pressed against the glass looking in. Yes, well, you do. And, and, you know, it's funny that, you know, like even on the gender line, right, with an audience perspective, like the three of us used mm. to like sit around and joke like, oh, so we're going to celebration of life and we love that one. But like you want to put the over under on the number of men in the room. Yeah. And and it might be three, as in Matt, Lance, Rob. Right, right. And, <laughs> and the usual suspects. Right, but yeah. but but it's not like that as much anymore. Right. You know, yeah. now the over under all of a sudden is like ten or yeah. twelve yeah. or it's you know, it, it, yeah. It, it, and I'm talking mostly about like luncheons. You know, right. yeah. obviously the evening events are a little bit different. But I I don't know. I think and I think with Fashion Week, same thing. Like I see this highly diverse audience. And um, I've talked about this before. Like, I'm, I'm kind of a social justice guy. I'm not scared to, like, put things out there publicly, mm -hmm. which, um, you know, as a relative public figure, you know, I pick and choose my words mm -hmm. wisely. Right. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, I feel like our audience, like, you know, the African-American population in Austin is dwindling. We know that. There have been a million studies around that. But when I look out in our audience, like, 
we actually have a pretty high percentage of African Americans. Yes, you do, yeah. and that makes me proud. Mm-hmm. Like I Good. hope, and 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 that's what when people ask about like how we curate designers and yeah. like how do you end up with this random amalgamation of designers who have nothing to do with one another? Right. It goes back to that whole like music showcase idea, mm-hmm. right? Right. That if you love fashion even if it's something that you would not personally wear, you can appreciate it as it walks down the runway. And to me, what my hope is, is that if you were to poll the entire audience at the end of the night, you would, and say, who was your favorite, that somebody who walked on that runway would get mentioned at least once. That's right. right? At least once. Yeah. So how do we find out and buy tickets and buy front row tickets or buy whatever tickets we want? How do we find out about that? Austin.fashionx.co. Or okay. just Google Austin Fashion Week. Or just Google Matt Swinney. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Not that, only that knows what comes too. up with that. That might right? work too. Well, we're so glad to have you here. We're thrilled to continue supporting you. Thank you. You are making Austin look good and look more fashionable by Thank the day. You. And Thank more you. hit by the day. More hit for sure. <laughs> we, we try. Yeah, good. So I'm Lance Avery Morgan. And I'm Rob Giardinelli. And we are signing off from the Bob Bullock Texas History Museum in Austin, Texas. And we're here to remind you that great style starts with a unique point of view. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone.